Transcripts and recordings of the podcast may not be used for any purpose without the direct written permission of the podcast owner. Welcome to Light It Up, a podcast about resilient women balancing motherhood, their careers, personal lives, and all of the challenges that come along with being a superwoman. Each week, you'll be motivated to take action to lead, inspire, transform, and empower. Now, here's your host, Dr. Regina Mashira. everybody. Welcome to another episode of Light It Up. I am your host, Dr. Ajina Mashira. So excited about this week's episode because we're going to be talking about mentoring. And you all know that mentorship is very important to me. And uh, I have a very special guest uh, joining us today, Miss Jennifer Hammond, who is the executive director of I Am Beautiful. Welcome to Light It Up, Jennifer. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here with you today. Yes, I'm so excited um, because you were actually just named the executive director of I Am Beautiful, um, but you have a history with the organization. So why don't you tell us just a little bit um, about yourself, your background? I know you're a native of Chicago, but you're in Georgia right now. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself uh, before we get started talking about I Am Beautiful. Right. Thank you. So yes, I am a native of Chicago. I'm currently a transplanted peach. Um, So I grew up on the south side of Chicago, um, a product originally of Chicago Public Schools. I graduated from Gillespie in eighth grade uh, 1984 and went on to Morgan Park Academy. Um, And from there, I actually came to Georgia um, and went to uh, Clark Atlanta University, where I got my undergraduate degree in film. Uh, But I returned home uh, and then completed two master's uh, degrees in education and uh, started working for Chicago Public Schools. Um, That's where I got into education as a classroom teacher uh, and then eventually uh, an administrator in Joliet Public Schools. Uh, so I always had some affinity when working with children and uh, educating people to become lifelong learners. And um, I just really, really enjoyed it. And at some point, uh, after I had my child, I realized, you know, he probably is going to be in the film business because he, uh, we, his nickname is Mr. Entertainment. And so that's when I thought maybe I should go back and do something in entertainment as well. I've always brought that element into the classroom. Um, it, whether it was creative writing or uh, filming a project that uh, I had my students work on. So I still had that passion as well. So we moved to Georgia in uh, 2015. And um, I actually went back in the classroom, it was more convenient for me uh, having a young child, being a single parent. Mm-hmm. And so I actually just sought out programs like certification programs or something to refresh um, my memory and my skills uh, in the entertainment industry and uh, found uh, some wonderful programs and did those programs and started working, um, doing some light work in uh, the film industry as I was uh, guiding his career in acting at the time. And uh, so, you know, at some point I decided, you know, I do miss working with children, did go back to doing some part-time work in education, but I also wanted to mentor because I was seeing too many 
um, news reports about uh, things that were happening with girls and they were negative reports. Mm -hmm. And so I sought out something in my community where I knew it was convenient for me to get to, you know, we're busy moms, we're always trying to get here or there. Like maybe there's something nearby that I can help out with and lend my talents. And uh, one Google search and here it was, I am beautiful. I was uh, in a neighboring town, wasn't far to get to. Um, I felt that uh, their mission and vision was in line with my mission and vision. I um, talked to some wonderful people before I uh, came on board. And uh, then, um, yeah, I started working, uh, well, I started mentoring the program. Um, they asked if I could be mentor coordinator. And so I started doing that right away. And um, fast forward to the pandemic, because I had some time on my hands and they needed some help administratively. Mm -hmm. uh, I lent my talents to writing grants. Um, then they asked me soon after, would you like to be the assistant director? You know, we really need some help right now as we're doing this transition of being virtual. Because um, normally we were just uh, in the Southeast. We'd had a couple of other uh, chapters in other areas, but we were predominantly in the Southeast because the founders, Dr. Uh, Tina Water and Dr. Zenobia Edwards, are from South Carolina. And so one still lives there, one lives here. So we had those two chapters. But we were, you know, knowing we were going to expand once we became virtual. Um, and so soon after, you know, Dr. Witter said, you know, I've been doing this for a while. I've been wearing more than one hat as she has her own business. And she said, I really would like to hand uh, the executive directorship off to you. And what do you think about that? And so uh, we talked about it and she said, I feel like you've already had your training because you've been doing a lot of uh, the work that needed to be done um, in just eight short months. And so uh, one day shy of my two year anniversary, with the organization, I uh, officially became the executive director. And so wow. here I am. <laughs> now that's pretty impressive. <laughs> that really is. Um, now I'm curious, I just kind of want to go back just a little bit. Okay. How did you, what made you decide to transition from having, um, you know, earning a degree in film and having that passion and background to transitioning to education? Well, I would say that it wasn't by choice initially. Okay. Uh, when I came back home, I thought, um, you know, this is pre-Google and pre-social media. Uh, I thought that I would be able to get some type of entry-level position at, um, you know, one of the news stations or uh, one of the talk shows, because at that time, Oprah, of course, was queen, right. um, filming in Chicago. And so I just thought, you know, I just send out my resume um, and just, you know, do that and I get in and no problem. And it, it was harder than I thought, really didn't have a lot of connections in that area in Chicago. Um, but I did have plenty of connections as we all do in the school system. They always say, if you want a job, go get a job in the schools or the post office. Well, my connections were mostly in schools. Uh, I had an aunt that was working in the building as a clerk and said, you know, we always need subs. Can you come over and sub while you're, you know, figuring out? And I was figuring out my master's program, how I was going to do that. Um, was going to go into film, a film master's program. And I started teaching. Everyone was like, you know, you're really, really good. Well, I had always taught the kids at summer camp or vacation Bible school or whatever. Uh, so I kind of knew how to do that. And just, uh, it was, it just came naturally to me. Um, so I, you know, said, okay, well, I'll just get a certification to do, be a teacher and then uh, that'll pay for me to go get a master's in film school. And 
one thing led to another. I really just started liking what I was doing. Then I started loving what I was doing. So I went on to DePaul to get a master's in education and then St. Xavier to get my master's in education administration. Okay. Okay. Because, you know, I also have a history of CPS and it's just interesting how, um, you know, you can, you start off on one path and then you find yourself in another area. And, and actually I started out as a, I, well, I earned a degree in criminal justice. The plan was to go to law school, which I did do that. But I realized that I had a passion for education because I was involved um, with a mentoring program when I was an undergraduate student at UIC and the rest was history. I got a master's in education. So it's just very interesting how, you know, we can end up on a certain path, um, not necessarily by our own plan, but I like to think higher, you, you know. And from time to time, we get to incorporate all those things. I always tell our girls, we are more than one thing. So don't limit yourselves to, I want to do this and you stay on that path. Um, there's always a way, a path that you can create for yourself and to incorporate everything that you're passionate about. Absolutely. Absolutely. So with I Am Beautiful, when I, I know you mentioned that it's based in the Southeast and you all have a couple of chapters um, and it was founded by two sisters um, both who have um, an earned doctorate, right? And they, I, I forgive me because I don't have their names in front of me. So I don't want to take away from, from them. But when was I Am Beautiful um, founded and established? So Dr. Woodard and Dr. Edwards, uh, biological sisters, um, both raised by educators. And uh, Dr. Woodard is, uh, has her own um, a HR company and she does a lot of coaching professional career coaching and Dr. Uh, Edwards is a principal in South Carolina and so uh, back in 2003 about 2004 uh, Dr. Woodard was teaching um, a, a class at her church and of course she felt these girls were supported they were at church they have their church family they have their biological family they're supported they know who they are um, and so just as a, a question, just thought, you know, which is, I'll I just ask this question. Of course, they're all going to answer and we'll just move on. Um, how many of you, you know, know you're, you're beautiful and none of them raised their hands. Mm -hmm. And so that really took her back. Um, she decided at that point, she reached out to her sister, you know, and she told her the story and, you know, what can we do? And so she decided to do like this workshop with the girls and teaching them how they're beautiful and um, showing them images of themselves uh, in, in, in public images of women who look like them, which they didn't normally see because, you know, women of color are upper, um, underrepresented in uh, the media. Mm -hmm. And so um, she decided to do that. And then there was a conference and then there was a speaking engagement and one thing led to another. She mm -hmm. thought these were all one-time uh, things that she would do to uh, help out, but it turned out that it was needed on a, a bigger scale, was needed in a wider area to reach more girls. And so we were established here in uh, Georgia in 2004, September 2004. So uh, okay. th our birthday is coming up. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so- 17 years. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Established here in Gwinnett County, Georgia. And again, there's uh, a chapter in the uh, Florence area. And so pre-pandemic, the girls would go back and forth and um, we would take advantage of things that they uh, could do in, in both areas. Uh, just a quick four-hour trip back and forth. Um, have had some other people reach out over the years and wanted to do their own 
uh, version of what we're doing. So we would train them um, and license them in, in this curriculum that the sisters have written. Mm -hmm. um, and it's an award-winning program, award-winning curriculum. Uh, and so, you know, as, as many grassroots organizations, 99% fueled by volunteers, and sometimes volunteers um, take on something and they're not able to uh, see it all the way through or stay with it. They don't have the support they need. So some of those chapters have disbanded. But again, um, you know, with the pandemic, uh, some things came that were, I guess, a blessing. And in light of all of the other horrible things that have happened during the pandemic, we were able to reach more girls because we were virtual. And so we've had girls all the way from Nevada to New York. Wow, that's great. Um, you know, something that came to mind when you were um, talking about um, the fact that these young girls who were part of the Bible study program didn't realize or didn't raise their hand um, when the question was asked, how many, you know, believe that they are beautiful. Mm -hmm. And um, the fact that, you know, they came from what one would consider, you know, good family structure background so often. I think people, when people think of mentoring programs or mentorship, they may only think that um, youth who don't have access to certain resources are the ones who can benefit or who need mentoring, when in actuality, everyone can benefit from mentoring and mentorship. Um, what, why do you think it is um, important in particular uh, for us to try to have uh, programs available for our young girls? Wow, uh, because, you know, I've worked in the school system so long and I know you've seen it that, um, you know, social media and um, advanced technology and things that are happening today um, just perpetuate what, what has was happening because um, back in 2000, when she asked that question, you know, it was an issue. And so just think about what they're seeing now. They might be seeing themselves now, but um, they're not seeing themselves in a positive way. Yeah. So it went from not seeing yourself at all or rarely seeing yourself to seeing yourself, but not in a positive way. So we bring something positive to them. We, we bring uh, self-esteem, empowerment. Um, this is who you are and this is how you were made and you were wonderfully and fearfully made because we do um, insert scripture into um, our program to uplift the girls. Um, and just to know that, you know, there is nothing wrong with who you are because you're unique. And that's one of our beautiful nine words. We're all unique, we're all made differently, but the way we were made was fine. And so we really had to um, let them understand that. And so we start off with our first book and we teach them the nine beautiful words and why these words are so important and how they can relate to these words, but most importantly, how they can live a beautiful life. And so absolutely, we serve girls um, from every uh, walk of life. And so it's not, and I think some people do have the impression that girls in underserved communities um, are the only girls that we serve or need that service. And it is not, um, you know, a lot of times we have parents who are very uh, high in their professions and they're very busy. And that sometimes is a misstep in their parenting. Um, we all have that and say, well, you know, I I'm just let's go back and you try to have those conversations with your children because um, you don't know. And again, 
you know, they spend a lot of time with their peers and they spend a lot of time on social media expressing themselves. And sometimes that conversation is lost in the home. So we just try to make sure that we give the girls that time with us um, to be very candid about what they are feeling um, and what they're seeing in their peer groups. And so we can address that. Um, we use our curriculum, of course, as a base, but if those conversations go in other ways, um, we, we've trained our mentors to uh, address those conversations, um, but to always bring it back to make sure the girls are uh, empowered and also feel that they can advocate for themselves, because that's very important as well. That's wonderful, because, you know, as, as a parent of two teenage daughters, you know, I know I've certainly looked for mentoring programs because I like to find opportunities for other people to positively in, um, reinforce what I'm teaching and what I'm trying to instill yeah. because sometimes our children need to hear messages from other people, people because they'll be more receptive, especially if that person is reiterating what's being taught at home, then they're, mm -hmm. you know, they're more inclined to say, okay, <laughs> maybe right. there's some truth, you know, to this. So it's also exactly. a way to reinforce reinforce because I think we have in a lot of ways, whether it's due to the media, just with the fast paced lives that we all um, lead right now. Um, in a lot of ways, we've gotten away from the village, which right. is the reason why we have, you know, so many issues with our, our youth. So we've got to, you know, go back to creating those incubators, so to speak, mm -hmm. which um, in my opinion, I believe would be, you know, those mentoring programs um, that are available. So you, during the pandemic, you all obviously had to pivot because you couldn't meet in person anymore because we were all on lockdown. How did, how, how challenging was that to kind of transition from in-person um, programming and activities to then online and what do you believe were the benefits or have been the benefits to that pivot that the organization had to make? Um, yeah, well, I think the idea, well, I know that the idea had always been tossed around about how could we reach more people or more girls. Um, and so the talk of being virtual had actually um, come up before. And so we were forced into it with the pandemic. And so we kind of gave it a mini trial um, the summer of 2020. We did a four-day mini camp to see if we could get any girls. And it was a great response. Um, and we did get girls from all over the country. And so we decided, you know what, when our fall program comes back, we'll just modify it a little bit. Because normally we run concurrent with the school year and we go um, all the way from the beginning of the school year to um, almost to the end. So about late spring, because here in Georgia, uh, we start school early August and we end in late May. Mm -hmm. um, so what we decided to do is to break it in two semesters. And so we did two, uh, the first time we did 12 weeks. And so we decided, you know, let's just um, take our curriculum and uh, have someone put it in a PDF form. We could send it to the girls. Um, I think originally we did mail a few Mm -hmm. um, because we were wondering, will they have computers? Will they have internet access? And so a lot of them uh, did because that's where their, their schools were going. So they did have the access. And so we were able to do that for them. And if they, you know, they didn't, um, some of them were able to get in on their phones and we sent them the book. Um, so it was pretty easy uh, initially that you know we were able to do that. And we really haven't had any issues uh, with girls who didn't have access. And I think that's probably part 
of what has happened during the pandemic, more access has become available um, because the children were learning at home. Um, I think the benefit is that we got girls from um, all over the country. And so our girls were exposed to girls in other places. Um, I know um, as, as recently as uh, the spring when we did our program, I was still um, mentoring uh, the K through five girls and I had a, a great good uh, deal of girls from Colorado. And just, it was just so interesting to have conversations with them, uh, with our girls from the East Coast, because at one point, I think we were probably in April and they were talking about coming home through the snowstorm. Mm -hmm. And our girls on the East Coast were just so amazed about, wow, it's snowing. Mm -hmm. And so just having those conversations about where they are, what's around them, um, you know, just waiting for the girls to come on and log in, just had those, those quick conversations and making small talk. But that small talk was very, very um crucial to learning about other areas of the country and where they were. Um, and also, in addition, we uh, decided to do Beautiful Buddies, which is pairing up the girls with one another so they have peer support. Uh, so they were able to talk to someone else who may not necessarily be in their community. Um, but again, even if they were in the community, they weren't seeing them because we were, again, on lockdown. So I think it benefited uh, not only us as an organization being able to get our word out and um, expand our platform, but also to have those girls talk across the country. You know, back in the day, I had a peer, <laughs> a pen pal yeah. uh, in another state, and then eventually we lost touch, but I, we were, we're hoping these girls, the way we pair them up and uh, with technology, that they're able to uh, become lifelong friends and, and develop a sisterhood. So that that's an advantage in itself for them as well. Now, what's the age range for um, girls to participate in I Am Beautiful? So we take girls from kindergarten to 12th grade. So usually our youngest is six. So we say six to 18. We have had on occasion girls who are you know, five, five and a half, or definitely have some experience. Um, I would say in a classroom setting or computer classroom setting where they uh, can you know, follow along uh, in the conversation and can follow along with the curriculum um, and, and be engaged. So that, that's the age range that, that we have. We've had women's programs in the past. And so hopefully with everything that's happening now with our transition, we will um, get back on that path. Because I do have a lot of parents who reach out to me to enroll their daughters, but they also ask, is there anything you know that I uh, can be involved in? Because I didn't have very good self-esteem. And, and for them, that issue was never solved. Mm -hmm. So um, that's what I'm looking at um, bringing back right now, because you know, we want to empower all women. Right. Absolutely. Now, as far as um, programming is concerned, you guys are preparing to launch your fall series of programs. So when does that start and what type of programs um, are being offered? So our fall program starts September 20th, the week of September 20th. We're so excited. And we do have our, um, our three uh, groups in place. So we have our K through five girls, beautiful beginnings, our middle school girls, beautiful bridges, and our high school girls, beautiful beacons. And we have uh, mentors who have come on board. We have some of our seasoned mentors are still with us. We have new mentors. And uh, you're hearing this here first. We also have a partnership with Girls Who Code from Clark Atlanta University, my alma mater. 
Uh, I did reach out to them and they were more than excited to uh, have someone reach out to them. Uh, they said, we, we code and we do those things, but we would love to mentor girls. So we've always had a STEM component with our curriculum and uh, with our program. Uh, so having girls who code come in and be a part of our mentoring program and then also lending their expertise and their skills, it's just going to make this fall dynamic. And so we can't wait. It's our regular 10 week, now our regular 10 week virtual program uh, for September, mm -hmm. be ending in early December. Um, and it's, it's great. We'll be using our award winning curriculum. Again, our carefully trained mentors and just the thought, uh, the mindset that uh, we're empowering girls and this message and uh, this, what we're doing is will be well received. Now, what does beautiful is actually an acronym, right? An acrostic, yes. It is brave, energetic, uh, assertive, unique, tenacious, important, fabulous, unequaled, and loved. I love it. Yes. All so right. we teach the girls that right on, you know, from the beginning, these are the nine beautiful words. This is what our program is based on. We have our own theme song. Um, and we play our theme song at the beginning of everything that we do. Um, and it's the girls love it and the parents love it. And it's a catchy little tune um, <laughs> that you think is stuck in your head, but it, it has very impactful words. I'm strong enough. I am enough. So, and so it's, it's just everything just uh, fits, just gels together um, in order for us to deliver this impactful and quite necessary uh, curriculum and program. That's absolutely wonderful. So since you all are virtual, then of course it's open. So even if you're in the Chicagoland area, if you're in LA, wherever, absolutely. you should be able to have your daughters get involved. Um, what's the process for, well, where can they find you in order to register or get more information um, about um, participating in the 10 week series. absolutely no matter where you are and our programs are in the early evening so because we do know we have west coast girls so uh yes we are our beautiful beginnings log in at 6 30 and then our uh, middle school bridges and high school beacons at uh, seven o'clock so those east coast times and you can find all the information for all the program dates on www.iambeautiful.org uh, we have parent orientation coming up the week before our program starts. Uh, registration link is there. Um, and everything that you need is there. And you can't find it, of course, you can always uh, uh, email us at info at iambeautiful.org. And I heard you mention, which this is always important. Um, and I'm going to say this as a parent who has placed my children in mentoring programs. You know, when, when you mentioned that parents have asked, how can they get involved? What ways can they support um, the program? So are there different um, ways in which parents can support if they want to just help um, build the program, get the word out? Because, you know, Oftentimes we, we, well, sometimes you can have parents who will just drop their children off, even though in this case it's virtual. But if parents are interested in truly connecting and, and being, uh, finding ways to support, what are some of the ways in which your parents have, you know, 
um, gotten involved. Right. For so absolutely encourage your daughter to to log in and her time and and be there in front of the computer engaged to reiterate everything that we go through in the parent orientation. But yes, we have the parent care network, and so that uh, auxiliary of our program is uh, parents who of participants uh, who uh, do uh, fundraising on our behalf. Um, they do advertising and marketing on our behalf and just get the word out about the program. And they normally, pre-pandemic, would come together on the days that we were uh, with the girls and have their own meetings um, and then figure out ways to be supportive of us. And so uh, virtually, they've you know, met virtually. Uh, they do have their own uh, Facebook private group. And so um, they talk about ways to support the program. So yes, the Parent Care Network for I Am Beautiful um, is one way that parents stay involved and support us as an organization. That's great. Do you guys have any, I know you probably can't tell us too much, but I'm really excited about the fact that you all are um, collaborating with Girls um, Who Code, but do you all try to um, collaborate with any other organizations just for additional exposure or opportunities for the girls to connect with other groups? Is there oh, yes. any works mm -hmm. for that? Yeah, absolutely. In the past, we've actually had a conference uh, with other mentoring groups, other girl mentoring groups in the area. Um, and so that's something that maybe we can bring back as well um, once we can all go back in person and uh, gather safely. Um, but of course, we've had uh, relationships with uh, many uh, universities in uh, Georgia as well as South Carolina. So when it has been time to uh, take the girls on college trips um, for those girls in high school who are um, looking to do that, we've taken them to Clemson University, uh, Georgia Tech, University of Georgia, and we do have a relationship with Georgia Tech uh, Research Institute as one of our board members uh, works there and has um, had the girls come and do robotics projects. And so we have, over the years, we've had many, uh, established many relationships and partnerships and um, nothing is different now. You know, I know everyone is uh, just coming out of, uh, you know, trying to figure out where do I go next and who do I partner with so we can be stronger as a country. And so I, I would just encourage them to look for the grassroots organization. I've heard some of the bigger nonprofits talk about how they benefited uh, monetarily and with sponsors and um, donors and uh, partnerships, but our grassroots organizations, we need you as well. Um, so, you know, there's so much more we could do if we had uh, those partnerships and those sponsorships, because uh, again, um, we impact girls all over the country. You have, um, I, I guess you just done a great job explaining the program and um, just the opportunities that are available for young girls. And like I stated, I, I really love the fact that you guys are collaborating with Girls Who um, Code. I think that's absolutely awesome. Can you just reiterate, because I want to make sure that parents who are listening, you know, take advantage of this opportunity to expose their girls to um, a really great mentoring program. So I want you to just kind of reiterate, when does the 10-week fall session begin? When do they need to register by? Where do they go to register? And um, I know with any, you know, program that is providing a wealth of information and resources, of course, um, uh, is there a fee for it? Yes, absolutely. So thank you for uh, 
clarifying that. Yes, you know, I, I've been looking for other programs in our area. And, you know, we all have to charge a fee, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is the day and time we're in. And again, you know, if we, we're grassroots. So, uh, you know, our program has been appraised well into the, the high 200s, if not 300s, because of um, what we offer. Um, but because we are online, you know, we have uh, lowered our fee. There's a fee for uh, returning girls as well as new girls. So all that information is on our website, www.iambeautiful.org. Um, and, you know, all the dates um, of the program, we start September 20th, the week of September 20th. Uh, so, you know, check your date for um, your, your daughter's age and what group she would be in. Um, and then they'll tell you on their uh, what day of the week they meet because we meet uh, on weeknights. Um, and again, there's a parent orientation the week before. Um, that information is there as well. And it's a quick registration process. It shouldn't take you more than five minutes to register. Um, you know, get your receipt uh, saying that you've registered and then you know uh, we'll reach out to you to let you know uh, and give you the Zoom link as we all you know we are all on alert for those Zoom links when they come in now. Uh, for the parent orientation. But yes, it's a 10-week program. Again, we start the week of September 20th, and our last uh, week will be the week of December 6th. However, we do have an awards recognition ceremony on the Friday, uh, December 10th, because we always uh, recognize the girls and we want them to have that time to reflect and they can invite their families uh, to the Zoom and uh, they can see everything that they've, um, you know, they've learned um, how they've been empowered, what skills they've learned. Um, and again, also those workshops that are so important. We have Saturday morning workshops and they, uh, they've been scheduled and we are so happy uh, to partner with My Style Matters and they'll be doing um, a mom and me breast health. Um, yes, that's going to be a two-part that starts on, I believe the date is October 2nd. Don't quote me on that, but it is on the website. Um, it is a Saturday morning and that is uh, going to be fabulous because it will be kicking off a Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be partnering with uh, Tia Thomason, who uh, is a two-time breast cancer survivor, and she does this wonderful workshop uh, four girls and four women. And sometimes she does combine it for both. And so we're so privileged to have her to combine it for both. So we're making ours a mom and me uh, breast health. And so we'll be talking about important issues about preventative care, uh, as well as um, you know talking, having those conversations within your family, uh, because family history is so important when it comes to um, being uh, diagnosing uh, early, if that's uh, the case. Right. Um, and so then she'll come back later on the next month and do a spa night and we'll be making uh, healthcare, not healthcare, but body products. So like okay. body scrubs and body lotion. And those are things that she finds when she needs to do a lifestyle change mm-hmm. um, in order to, on her journey to, uh, to better health. Uh, so we'll be doing those things. And I've, I've done one of her workshops before I made a scrub and it is just wonderful. So these are natural scrubs. Uh, so she'll be doing that. We also have someone coming in who will be teaching the girls about online trading and investing. Uh, we have an art, um, also art uh, workshop one Saturday morning. So we have a lot of things planned for our Saturday mornings um, and this the one spot Friday night. And so there's so many things that the girls get in this program, not just coming to uh, you know the, the Zoom uh, on, a, on a weeknight and talking to some other girls and mentors. Um, there's a lot that happens and um, we've heard from the girls and their parents after the workshops and they just can't say enough uh, good things. Even girls who were kind of skeptical, I don't want to do this, my mom signed me up. Mm-hmm. And those are the girls who, when we ask, is there anybody who wants to speak 
um, at our awards recognition and go, I want to talk. I want to tell you. Um, one of our girls spoke so eloquently um, at our spring awards recognition that uh, we took her words and with her permission and put them in a beautiful framing and put them on our Instagram. Uh, and by the way, follow us on Facebook, yeah. Instagram, and Twitter at I Am Beautiful Inc. Uh, and you can see some of the things we've had. We've had January, we had a vision board party. So we tried to set the girls on you know, setting goals early in the, uh, the year as most of us do. Mm-hmm. So there are so many things you can see. We In person, we've taken care of a community garden uh, here in the DeKalb County area. Um, we've reached out and worked with nursing homes and we always have a service project and we've been able to do that actually virtually as well. We did do some virtual Mother's Day cards for um, citizens of, uh, uh, residents rather of one of the um, assistant facility uh, uh, places here. And so um, just, you know, doing all that we can. We've even done before in, uh, the pandemic, uh, put together uh, baskets and taking those to uh, the missions and uh, the homeless shelters. So we're not only teaching girls about being empowered and leadership, but also giving back. So that component is part of our program and still remains part of our program, even virtually. Well, I am so excited about all of the things that you guys have coming up and all of the things that you are doing. And I'm really happy I had an opportunity to talk to you. Um, just absolutely wonderful program um that you have this is awesome absolutely awesome um I just before we close I'm just curious to know in your new role as executive director I know you know everything's moving fast paced right now but where do you see you know for the short term goals I won't ask you about the long term (laughs) goals right now I won't put you on the spot but what what goals have you um, set for in terms of your role as executive director as far as where you plan to um, help lead uh, I Am Beautiful, Inc.? Yeah, so I, you know, I, these are the things that, that keep me up at three o'clock or wake me up at three o'clock with this renewed energy about, wow, this is something we could do. Um, one, first of all, you know, expand our board membership because I'm a believer the board always um, is the, the way that, uh, we as an organization can have a, a bigger network. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm bringing on new board members that um, some have even reached out to us, not just so much recruiting, but reached out to us because they've been able to see uh, think great things that we do and they want to be able to help. So bringing in the board membership and expanding our network so we can expand our programs. And one of those programs would be um, adding a college women's component because we have girls, again, when they finish our program at 18, you know, we're able to keep up with with them. But, you know, as our program grows, we've got more girls who are uh, of that age group who are going off to college and post high school activities. We want to be able to keep up with them and have some kind of alumni um, group, as well as just empowering college women, wherever they are, whoever they are um, in their career paths and probably um, something like a a mentor program with a a company or several companies where we can have them set on their career path, new internships, and just so many programs that would benefit them. And again, bringing back our women's uh, coaching career and wherever they may be in life and whatever skills they might need. Um, now, plenty of people during the pandemic found they had other skills or skills that they had put to the side because they were doing something because they were simply going to work. But now they figure, you know, I have these skills and these other things and these, this passion, um, and how do I do that as well? 
So, um, you know, bringing people in to help them uh, and guide them in that way where they can figure out how to incorporate skills that they have and maybe starting their own business or starting a new career. Uh, so just being able to empower girls and women uh, and their walk in life and um, being positive uh, mm -hmm. enforcement and um, that's what really what where I am and of course growing our partnerships um, so that we can expose uh, women and girls in our program to uh, everything that's out there that uh, we feel that they need in their tool belt mm -hmm. uh, in order to be successful in life. Great. Okay. Well, I know you're going to be quite successful in this role. I mean, you clearly from, you know, getting involved a few short years ago to now, you know, being at the realm of leadership in, in the organization, I'm confident that you are definitely going to do well. Now we didn't get a, <laughs> we didn't get a chance to talk about, I know one of your greatest titles is that of being a mom. And we didn't get a chance to talk about that. So since we didn't get a chance to talk about that, you've got a promise to come back on. Sure. Because I would love for you to share, um, you know, just with your experiences being a mom manager and, you know, managing your son who is involved in the entertainment industry. Maybe you can um, give those of us out there who may have children that we want to, you know, get involved, give us some pointers and kind of talk about, um, talk about that. So do you promise to come back? I absolutely promise to come back. I would love to. And maybe if he's, you know, feeling that he would like to be on camera that day, maybe we can bring him <laughs> in for a little bit as well. But I absolutely would love to come back. This has been a wonderful experience. Well, I certainly appreciate you taking um, time out of your day uh, just to talk to us and tell us about I Am Beautiful. Again, if anyone is interested in signing their daughter up for the program, remember it begins September 20th. So Jennifer, what is the deadline for parents to register? I don't think that we shared that information. Right. And so we usually try to keep the link open to register for at least the first two weeks. We don't want the girls to come in too late in this um, the program and everything it has to offer, especially first two weeks, is so important getting acclimated to it. Uh, so that that link will probably uh, close um, the first week in October, the end of the first week. So uh, start registering now. Again, registration is open. I am beautiful.org and go to that uh, um, programs page and you'll see our link. And assign someone a beautiful girl up of your beautiful daughter, your beautiful niece, your beautiful granddaughter, someone who you know uh, could really benefit from this program. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say somebody may want to sponsor a girl too. So, absolutely. you know, even if it's a friend of the family or something, sponsor yes. a girl, make a difference. Absolutely. Well, Thank you so much for um, joining me today. And to those of you in the listening audience, thank you for tuning in once again this week for Light It Up. Uh, don't forget to like us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram uh, using the handle at Light It Up Podcast. And of course, subscribe and follow the podcast. We do have a YouTube channel, uh, Light It Up Podcast. And uh, just make sure you tune in next week to check out another interesting guest. So I want to leave you as always, um, reminding you 
to continue to light it up and shine bright like a diamond. Thanks for joining me this week on Light It Up. Make sure you visit my website at www.lightituppodcast.com or www.ajinamohammed.com. You can also find me on social media using the handle at Light It Up Podcast. If you like what you've heard, please be sure to hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or you can simply tell a friend about the show. Be sure to tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. Until next time, light it up and shine bright like a diamond.